How do you add a stream of income, creating a customized product line that means the world to you and your mission and your vision and your God-given purpose without having to deal with mumbo jumbo, like creating your product, making it by hand, shipping, return policies, inventory. Heather's going to tell you how she got started and um, what ignited her to start her own apparel line, Five Arrows, which serves the whole family from moms, kids, and dads too. Um, but then we're going to go a little bit deeper into Heather's story that I've never, it wasn't my story to tell. So uh, uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper in terms of what our own beliefs and sharing some divine truths behind that and Heather's story and what kind of inspires Heather every day as she's the homeschooling mom to her five kids and has this amazing apparel line called Five Arrows. So take it away, Heather. What got you into this? And I know we just went live into my Facebook profile by accident because I'm a little under the weather today. And as I was telling Heather, normally I just cancel everything. Uh, but this was so important to me. And I was so looking forward to this. This is fun. This lights me up. I've got big knots at the back of my hair. I'm like foggy brain, not thinking clearly, but here we are. We're going to show up because that's what, you know, God is calling us to do today. So Heather, what brought you to doing what you do today? Yeah. So, um, it started about two years ago. I started, um, just kind of perusing Etsy and saving um, cool Christian t-shirt designs that I thought um, I would like to buy. And I slowly started to replace my t-shirt collection that I have had for way too long with new Christian t-shirts. And um, I loved them and I was happy to support um, a lot of just other moms, a lot of other Christians and their businesses. Um, but I started to kind of critique the shirts that I bought and, um, not, not in a bad way, but like, oh, I would like to do this, or I would want to add this. But the one thing that I noticed about a lot of them, um, and I think it's changed a little bit, but at the time, a lot of them didn't have a scripture reference for, um, on the shirt. Um, and I really wanted to start buying Christian t-shirts as like, conversation starters. I am not the most extroverted person. So I thought if I literally wear my faith on my sleeve, maybe it will help, um, open up conversations to the gospel. And it actually, it did, it did. Um, a lot of people were like, Oh, I've heard that before. What is that? And it just allowed me to, um, step out of my comfort zone a little bit more easily. Um, but I, I started to have the wheel spin in my head of, I bet I could do this. Like, it can't be that hard. Um, so I started researching how to, I'm not a graphic designer. And I thought like you had to be a graphic designer to make things that go on t-shirts. Um, so I started to um, just do some research and I started with YouTube. Um, it's where everybody goes to uh, learn, I think these days, <laughs> YouTube University. and. Um, I watched probably three specific um, brand commentators. Um, I can't remember the one, the one guy, um, but the one I watched the most was a girl. I think she's from Australia or New Zealand. Um, and she just walks you through the steps of how to start your own print on demand business. So that's what it's called. It's called print on demand. 
And what it is, is essentially you create the design of something and you use these different mediums to um, put it on a product um, and then um, ship your product, product your, like put it in production, create your product, ship it and get it to your customer. So I really am like hands off for most of the business model. Um, the most time I spend is coming up with ideas and designing them. Um, and I started, <clears throat> sorry, I started in July and I launched the business at the beginning of September. So it took me a good two months to get the first, I started with 15 designs to get the first 15 designs, um, completed, um, mocked up, which I'll explain what that means. Um, uploaded, um, create my Etsy store. I had some mishaps with that, that I, uh, like baby steps you're learning as you go kind of sometimes. Um, and it just really kind of took off from there and it became more easy. And I probably spend maybe three hours a week on it. Um, and for me, I homeschool my five kids. Well, four of them are school age. I have a baby. Um, but five kids, I stay at home and I homeschool and I take care of our household and, I support my husband and all his ventures. So I really don't have free time. Um, so I wanted to um, find something that I could have fun doing that I was gonna like, I was gonna buy t-shirts anyway. Like it was just gonna happen. I'm just gonna keep buying t-shirts. Um, so I have fun doing it. I was gonna do it anyway, um, but now I can do it and bring something in for the family, which for a stay-at-home mom who homeschools is like, you know, we're constantly battling with culture. Like, well, what do you do? Like, well, I stay home. Oh. Um, so there's just this mentality that staying at home means you're not working. Um, so it's just, it's, it's to kind of have that balance. Um, I get to do something fun that I think is, and, you know, going to help people. It's going to provide people with something that they want. And I get to, um, still be with my kids and provide for a family. Um, and that's the goal. Eventually that's, I hope it takes off. I hope it gets a little bit bigger, but that's the end goal. So what questions do you got for me? <laughs> so, and I muted myself just cause I have a little bit of a cough guys. Um, so what did, what do you use to design your designs? You use Canva, just Canva. And then, and then you upload them to what? Yeah. So, um, I start everything with Canva and you can do a lot with Canva by just the free account. Um, there's a lot of free content on Canva. And, um, I mean, you can do different, I think the biggest struggle for me starting was like creating the size of things. Like, I'm like, okay, well I want to create the shirt, but how, do, what do I know? Like size wise what, what's the print area and things like that. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of learn those things as you go. Like you have to pick a product that you want to create yeah. and then learn what, what the print size is for that product. And then you you know, go to Canva, create the template that you want. But so I use, so there's a free Canva account and then there's a premium Canva account. And um, the premium account just has more um, stylized things, I think. They have more fonts, they have more um, colors available. So um, I just, I signed up for the premium account just to get a little bit of a head start on my designs. Um, but I use a print-on-demand service called Printify. So Printify is the um, 
the website that I use to um, create and be linked to production companies. So I use, for the most part, um, a print company called um, Monster Digital. They're out of Miami. And um, so I can be connected to them directly through Printify. I don't have to be one of their customers. So Printify sends everything to Monster Digital for me. And um, they they make everything from you know canvas tote bags to hoodies to sweatshirts to t-shirts, um, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, and there's a lot of companies across the country and across the world. If you want to be linked to other places in the world, you can. I just wanted all of my designs to be made in America just for cost of shipping and things like that. Um, so I start off with Canva. I create all of my designs. I upload those designs to Printify, which connects me to a production company. And um, then I use I use AI. Um, it really made me nervous to, to learn about AI. I think there's like a little bit of a stigma about it. Like, is this a good thing? Is this not a good thing? Um, but I use Midjourney um, to create what's called a mock-up. So it's essentially like you ask Midjourney to give you a picture of somebody in a scene wearing a blank t-shirt so that you can put your design on that t-shirt and make it look like a portrait that's been taken. Um, the funny thing is I literally am married to a portrait photographer. He could do all of that for me, but I don't want him to have to do that. It's so much easier. But I to think that's, AI. It's so funny that you're saying that because as a photographer who has a photography team, I totally get that. Some people think like, oh, but you're a photographer. Like you can just do it. And kind of the last thing that we want to do as photographers is yeah. to make yeah. our lives a lot harder. And it's like, it's not easy to just take a portrait of a perfect t-shirt yeah. and, um, and I just, it, it brings up such a, a good point of there's for photographers and photography companies, such a request for free work. Like they think like, Hey, you're coming to this event. Can you just take some pictures? And you're like, no, absolutely not. Oh, Do you understand? How hard it is? <laughs> yes. Um, and so I just, you bring such a good point with that. Cause you would think you guys have a photography company and Michelle and you are so talented at portrait photography and product photography. Yeah. You have such high caliber clients. Like why wouldn't you just take your own pictures? Because why make your life harder? Why when you can yeah. use AI to simplify your life? And you're just making such a beautiful point of removing the stigma of a should right there. So yeah. go on. Yes. <laughs> um, I think, I think it's just a lot of people don't understand the work that goes behind a portrait. I mean, you have to get somebody to model it. You have to have t-shirts on hand. You have to, they have to be clean and you have to have lighting and, a, and an environment and time to take the picture and then you have to edit it. So it literally takes less than a minute for Midjourney to do it for me. Um, so that, it was just the most easy thing for me to do um, was to use Midjourney. Um, and I can have, I can have diversity and variety in the images. It's not just one person who's a friend of mine modeling all my t-shirts. Um, and I don't even have to buy my own t-shirt to have it be modeled. I can just upload my image onto the mid-journey picture and have it ready to go for Etsy. Um, so just to recap, I start with Canva. I upload everything to Printify. I use Midjourney to make the mock-ups, the pictures that are going to be shown on Etsy. And then I open an Etsy store. Um, and there's a couple different um, big um, 
you know, DIY selling websites, Etsy is by far the biggest. Um, so if you have your own product that you want to sell, Etsy, I think is the way to go. Um, there are some others, Redbubble um, and Zazzle are a couple other ones, but as far as like the amount of people that come to the website, Etsy has billions of people a year. So it is, there's a lot of people coming. It's super saturated with products, but it's also like, it kind of balances itself out. You know, you have a lot of products, but you have a lot of people coming to look. Um, so I, that's, that's the process. It, it, that is kind of the beauty behind Etsy. I know, and you've shared, and I know, I mean, I've known you. And by the way, I don't even know if I've mentioned this, who Heather is. She's my sister-in-law. She's my, she's my brother's wife. I've known her forever. And so she is such an introvert. Like the last thing she wants to do is to get on social media and promote herself. So I think it's so smart of you to use Etsy because you do kind of already have that built-in client base of people already browsing. You can yeah. certainly promote it, but I think mm -hmm. you shared- just last month alone, you made, you were, you were happy with your sales and I don't see you really promoting it at all, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so how, how does it, so then does Etsy then connect with Printify whenever people order through Etsy, it's automatically connected through Printify. How does that process work? Yeah. So it's super integrated. So through Printify, I connect directly to my Etsy store. So when someone places an order from Etsy, it sends it to Printify it does all this, the tracking for me. It does, um, it literally just does everything. I don't have to add a stressor like, oh, I have an order. Let's get it ready. Let's get the shipping label printed out. Let's do, um, let's, you know, to do the production. Um, I don't have to do any of that. Um, there are people who can do that and want to do that. And that's great. And they have the capacity time-wise and skill-wise to do that. I just don't. Um, and I do want to add the simplicity of we as web developers at Media, the creative agency, we build websites mostly through WordPress. We've done a couple with Shopify. In fact, we're supporting one of our clients right now with Shopify. And it, when you have Etsy, it's as simple as copying the short code of your Etsy site into your WordPress site, which if you have a WordPress site, I, I would imagine that with a Wix site might be similar. Mm -hmm. Um and so if you're like, okay, but then like I have a website, then I have two different, how do I build SEO to my website? If I want to sell the products, that's how you would do it. You would just embed the short code to your Etsy site onto your WordPress site. Yeah. It's super simple. Um, the one hiccup that I had to learn, um, and I didn't know because again, I'm learning this stuff through YouTube. I'm learning this stuff as I go is, um, there are some phrases or um, taglines or funny things that people have copyrighted or trademarked. And um, so within like two days of me launching my Etsy store, I got shut down for 30 days because it did one happen. Of, we're talking about that. Yeah. So one of my designs um, had the, the phrase sola fide, which is by faith alone. Um, and it's um, a phrase that comes out of the Reformation of 1500s. It's something that a lot of Reformed believers um, just like, it's like motto, like sola fide, right? And um, you wouldn't think that somebody took that and said, I'm only allowed to use this, but they did. They trademarked the, the word sola fide for t-shirt use only. So I didn't know that. So it immediately got flagged on Etsy. Um, and so like you can, you can go to the U S trademark, um, website and type in 
say you, so another one that I wanted to do was Solus Christus, which is in Christ alone. So I type that in and nobody had a trademark on that. So I'm free to use it and I don't have to trademark it. I would never trademark something that the reformers came up with 500 years ago. But um, you can do that to just give yourself a, um, you know, an assurance that you're not going to get flagged on Etsy because it is like, I didn't have anybody I could talk to through Etsy. It was just like they're behind the scenes, um, you know, what's it called? Coding said, Hey, this is, we can't do this one. I'm going to shut the the site down. I couldn't talk to anybody about like remedying it. It just happened. And I had to wait it out. And eventually they're like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Your site's back up. So that was a little frustrating, a little bit of a learning curve. Um, but I had no access to my Etsy store for 30 days. So I just kept making more designs and then I uploaded a ton more designs. So it was, I made use of my time. I made the best of it, but it was, it was just a learning curve. Um, what a yeah. good point that you're making there that you didn't get frustrated and go, Oh no, I'm shut down for 30 days. Now what? Like now I'm behind. And you were like, okay, I'll just make use of my time. Cause I, I get that sometimes with clients who have cancellations and they get really upset when their clients cancel on them. And I'll be like, oh, think about all that to-do list that you're also telling me you're so stressed about, like think yeah. you now have this free hour that God gave back to you. So I love yeah. that you were still in tune with the divine truth that everything happens in its own time and everything's an opportunity and any glitch, technical error, mistake is actually an opportunity for more. Uh, yeah. So I'd love for you to share some of your designs if you feel like you're ready. Yeah. So I just, um, about covers the process though. Do you think we covered it? Yeah, I think it's it's fairly simple. Um, oh, your like return you policy. I'd love that's so important. Yeah. So because I don't have a physical product that um, I'm making, um, I'm just very upfront and pretty much everyone who has a print on demand um, company, you have to state it on Etsy. So when you go on Etsy and you pick a product and you see all the product um, photos and options, one of my photos is I don't do returns or exchanges. Um, if you pick the wrong size, I mean, I have a size guide, I have, um, a color guide for the colors that you can choose from. Um, I try to make it as easy as possible for people to pick the right thing, um, that they're looking for. Um, the only thing that, um, I did run on, into with a couple of my early orders, um, somebody purchased a shirt and it was printed crooked. So that was, I just had the Liberty. I just, I went onto the site myself through my own portal and I just reordered it for him from a different production company. Um, and, uh, that's just at my discretion. I did that. Um, but typically like the re returns and exchanges, it says it very plainly on, um, my Etsy site and on every single listing that I don't accept returns and exchanges. And I try to make sure that it's as easy as possible for people to pick the correct product for themselves. Um, I did venture into doing coffee mugs and tote bags recently for Christmas. Um, that's a little bit different. Like if you receive your coffee mug and it's broken, obviously that's a problem. So um, Printify makes it easy to talk with them about how can I help this situation. Um, but most print on demand people um, that I've watched or, or read from, um, they just at their discretion, like it's just easier to just reorder somebody something and take a hit on that $20 or whatever it might be than to like, be like, no, I don't take return returns and exchanges. Um, and just to be somebody that's willing to work with people, like 
I, I went into this knowing I don't have a physical product. I'm at the mercy of the people that say they're professionals and are doing it for me. Um, so it's kind of just a balancing act of, of where you want to be with, um, with how you want to run your business, I guess. I think you're making such good points. You have such beautiful boundaries because especially when you're dealing with a product like t-shirts, it's uh, much different than maybe a high-end service. My services are all high-end. So if anybody has a clerical issue or a technical problem, I have an entire team to help them out. And it doesn't it doesn't really get back on my desk unless my team needs help, then I step in. Yeah. Uh, and some of the hesitation that you might have is like, I don't want to deal with the headache of people's like complaints or, or returns. And well, you don't have to, you could just simply set standards and boundaries around what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And then you have the freedom to bend those boundaries when you feel like you're going to do the right thing when you can. Um, yeah. So I'd love to see some of your designs if you have it handy. We were, we were running through some, Oh, you know what? I might have to give that sharing it. No, you're good. You can share. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my Etsy store is called five arrows studio and, um, just a little bit of background on why I think, cause I think everybody's why is important. Like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Um, so ever since our kids were little, we sing them Psalm 127 and Psalm 127 says like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children of our youth. Blessed is the one whose quiver is full of them. Um, so this idea that, um, the, you know, the more children you have, the more blessed you are because you're, you have at your ready, this entire little army behind you, um, to, you know, to go out into the world and to do good. Um, so I have five arrows in my quiver. So, um, that's the name of my Etsy company is five arrows studio. And, um, yeah, I would love to show you some of my, um, top designs, um, yeah. Are, are my bestseller? While, <laughs> while she pulls those up, I want to know if you are on a platform that allows you to comment. I know if you're listening to the replay and the podcast, you can't comment, but if you are on a platform that allows you to comment, I just want to hear from you. Where are you listening from? Uh, are you like a t-shirt aficionado like Heather? <laughs> and do you uh, tend to really gravitate towards investing towards those uh, products that have a meaning to you? Like if you're, if it's going to have writing on it, me, I'm like an all black girl. If it's going to have writing on it, then, oh my gosh, I'm now realizing that I was meant to wear the shirt that I got from you. And just okay. in my, in my <laughs> foggy brain, I had full intention to wear the t-shirt. I have it clean. I haven't worn it in a week just to make sure that I had it clean. And I just completely forgot to wear it today so that I could okay. show you, but maybe if Heather pulls it up, I'll tell you which one yeah. I have. It's my Go first on. one. So yes, there, there it is. That's and it's shirt. in black just for Marta. Yes, it's um, a black, and if I'm going to have writing on it, it has to have a meaning to it. So I just love this design. It's so beautiful. And I'm glad that you're showing it because I completely yeah. forgot to wear it. And yeah. my- so it's just a beautiful outline of a woman um, adorned in flowers. And it says chosen, which um, is a scripture verse from John 15, 16, which says you have, or I'm sorry, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you to go forth and bring good fruit. Um, so it's this idea that there's something greater than, than the things that we want, the things that we want to do. Like, you know, we're, we're chosen to do, to do the good things that, um, God wants us to in this world. And I, this is one of my most popular designs. I honestly, I didn't think it would be, um, cause at first glance, it's like, what does it say? But I love that it's kind of hidden in there. And, um, yeah, so this is one of my most popular 
people have and bought this one more than any other. If you're listening to this episode, Heather's just going to kind of be describing what she's showing and you can check out all of these designs in the link will be in the show notes to her Etsy shop. Yeah. And you can also um, just search for five arrows studio, no spaces um, on Etsy as well. And the, um, and the number five. Yep. Five. Okay. Yeah. And so um, this is another popular one. It's joy comes in the morning. Um, and just the, the idea that we wake up every day thankful and that um, we can start our day with joy. We can choose joy. We can um, choose to go out into the world um, with a joyful heart and attitude. Um, so this is one of my, these next two, if you're watching, um, these are kind of my like silly ones. Um, so a lot of people have heard um, Jesus say, you are the salt of the world. You are the light of the world. Um, and so these are my fun designs, um, be salty and stay lit. Um, so be salty, essentially like be someone that preserves good, be somebody that gives flavor to things, um, and stay lit. Obviously we want to be a light in the world. Um, so those are my, those two are, are fairly popular. Um, I also do sweatshirts. Um, I like this simple text sweatshirt too. It doesn't always have to be like this grand, um, design that you've spent hours on. I literally just plugged in greater is he and it's just this you know the idea that it's not about me it's not about what I'm doing it's it's about um, God and how great he is um, and then I have up for you guys to see I also do men's t-shirts because I have four boys and a husband so um, I wanted to be able to have things that they could wear too and I think a lot of people when they think of Etsy they think oh ladies go there women go there to buy all of their fancy gifts um, so I've actually had quite a few men um, purchase some of my shirts and it's exciting because that's part of why I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to provide shirts that my sons could wear, or my husband could wear. Um, and so this one is says, oh, death, where is your sting? Um, and it's, it's a snake and it looks really cool. And my oldest son loves this shirt. He wears it all the time. He has it in hunter green and my husband has this one in black. So it's super fun. Um and then um, this one says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Um, so it's just like a, um, it's a picture of like a length chain breaking um, that sometimes we bind ourselves in to what we think we have to be. And Christ can set us free from those, when, from that bondage. Um, and I have lots of little kids designs. Um, these are just two of them. Um, be kind, obviously. Um, something that we teach our kids, like, just be kind to people. You don't, it takes more energy to be negative and be mean to people than it does to just be kind, to be joyful and be kind. Um, and then I'm going to let it shine. It's a little candle from the song when I was little, this little light of mine. So um, I just love putting together like these ideas of that I have pop up in my head throughout my Christian walk and just put them to imagery and, and make them uh, as things that people can go out and share with the world. Um, and the last one I have is a choose life shirt. And this one actually has the Psalm 127 on it that we sing to our kids, which was a bit of an, the inspiration for the name of my store. Um, it has verses three and four, which um, just talk about um, the, ch the child in the womb having worth and, and, um, and, and deserving of respect. So yeah, if you want to go to Etsy, Five Arrow mm -hmm. Studio, and you can see I have lots of Christmas designs up right now um sweatshirts, I love that you have sweatshirts. Too. Are, are tumblers an option through all this 
yeah eventually um I'm just I'm always drinking my coffee so yeah <laughs> and with I'm coffee mugs telling me that because I didn't know and I'm down to my last mug yeah. I like the queen of break breaking mugs so yeah well you know with the seven kids yeah. um so I call these my my church totes so like the chosen design is also on a church tote um so just fun, fun options to add if you want to, you know, get gifts for people and they don't have to be for the holidays either. Um, it can be for any time. Yeah. So I'd love if we could go a little bit deeper on that last t-shirt design, if you want to just unshare your screen so we can see oh, yeah. uh, your beautiful face. Oh, look how quickly you did that. Good job. Oh, I'm getting a pro. I'm a pro now. <laughs> uh, so something that has I connect deeply on is our belief of our pro-life belief choose life I was just talking to my husband like I think it was week 10 through the service that I have to, that I'm going to be doing a home birth I um I get reminders every week of you know it's week 10 during this time your baby is already like all the organs are doing this. It's already the baby's body's already creating this and it's already processing this. And like at week five, I was able to see a heartbeat. And so I was just sharing with my husband, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think a lot of people don't realize that by the time that they see that they're pregnant, that baby already has a heartbeat. And so they hear all over the media of like, it's just a couple cells forming and it's not a baby it's not a human being but I would venture to say like don't you think if it has a heartbeat <laughs> that it, it it's living right already and um so Heather I if you're open to it and if you're comfortable I'd love for you to share your own story that how you went through the process of of living having to make a choice that you're still thinking about to this day yeah so um it's, it's definitely a process. It's, um, I'm approaching 18 years and a lot of those 18 years have been in silence and it's just through God's grace that he has been emboldening me and giving me strength and the courage to speak out. So I was thinking this morning, like, how can I talk about this in a way that relates to the people that watch your, your podcast. And a lot of people come to you because you're an expert at what you do. They come to you for your expertise. They come to you for the knowledge that you have about the thing that they want to do or the thing that they want to promote. And I think that if anybody has an insight into abortion, it would be someone who's gone through it. It would be someone who is literally experienced every single emotion leading up to it and after it. Um, and unfortunately in our culture, um, we have this, you know, the slogans, you know, my body, my choice, and we, you know, encourage women to do this, but then if they do it, we tell them to shut up. We don't want to hear from you. Don't talk about that. We don't, we don't talk about the after. Um, and so I think God has just been working on my heart to talk about the after, to talk about that, you know, after 18 years, I still get like, it still makes my throat, like my voice sh shudder. Um, I still have, days that I, I cry about it. Like I, I think that we, we deny the fact that we're women and by nature, we're nurturing, like by nature, we are people who want to pour into other people. We, we want to serve other people. And when we choose abortion, we cut that off and we, we deny ourselves that. 
And it's, it's a lifelong recovery of, of going through the process of understanding um, the damage that you've caused yourself. Like, it's not something that you're, you're damaging the people around you because that has ripple effects, right? That has, you've hurt this person, you've hurt that person. Now, um, you know, those relationships are damaged and broken and you have to kind of figure out how to work within those. But the, the hardest thing you can do is when you hurt yourself. Um, and that takes a lot of time to recover from because, um, I think a lot of people do it in, in darkness. They do it alone. They do it without hope. They do it, um, in just a really sad place. And that was me for many years. Um, so I had an abortion when I had just turned 20. Um, and I was in full swing of my college life. I was told, um, it was a couple years post nine 11. And I was in this program to start, um, putting people, um, putting college students in the intelligence world. So, you know, going out into a post nine 11 world and post nine 11 culture, you know, to protect our country. And I was the first female at my college in that program. So there was a lot of pressure on me to finish the program, be successful, be recruited out. Um, and, you know, we as girls and as women were told that it's our careers, it's our, it's the things we do for the world um, in our jobs and things like that, that's going to make us successful and it's going to give us purpose. And the last thing that you think about when you're taught that over and over again is want, I don't want to be a mom. I, I want to do this. Um, so, you know, I made the unfortunate decision to, um, have an abortion because of all that pressure. Um, and it was from multiple sources, but it was still there and ultimately it was still my decision, but, um, it, it put me on a, a path of just real sadness. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, um, a kid that was in musicals. Most of my, um, high school days, I love to be on stage, which I know as of now, I'm like, no, but, um, in high school I performed all the time. So it was very easy for me to just put on a facade to just, you know, smile and go through my day and be the person that everybody relied on. And, to not let it show what I was actually going through. Um, I had a very hidden drinking problem. Um, I used um, hard alcohol to numb myself. Um, I contemplated ending my life. Um, it was just a very, very dark place. Um, I put myself in situations that I should never have been in um, because you 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 doubt your worth. Um, and so you don't really care what happens to you. Um, it just really affected every part of me um, until God got a hold of me. And he pulled me out of that darkness and he set me on a different path. And while it wasn't easy at first, um, it, it's been something, it's been a journey that I am so thankful for. It's brought me five amazing children. Um, and it's allowed me to be, um, involved in ministries that, um, help people who were in the same situation as me. Um, so I participate in an organization called deeper still, and it's specifically for post-abortive men and women. And it's for people who are looking for the healing, the, the restoring of their souls. Um, 
And we do um, weekend long retreats where we just share the gospel, share the love of Christ with them and help them through the morning um, that they need to go through to, to come out on the other end with joy and Thanksgiving. Um, and I actually am in the works in the next couple of months of designing some t-shirts for them to hand out to their participants. So it, it just all comes full circle. And I'm just so thankful that God has um, emboldened me to um, use the ugly to bring about beauty. And um, I wouldn't trade it. I, I obviously wouldn't wish it on anybody. I um, I always want to be a resource for people. Um, I've had so many people after I've shared my testimony be like, can I please talk to you? And um, something that we've talked about in, in the, you know, in the wings is having a, a sit down of, of like-minded people to learn about these things, learn about what happens to women and men who choose abortion, or even men who haven't had a voice. We kind of strip men from their voice and we say, it's all about the woman and what they want. And there's so many men out there who've been robbed of their fatherhood. And, um, so just being able to sit down with like-minded people and talk about, um, what abortion really is and how to, how to converse in a culture that is so, um, dark when it comes to abortion. Like, it's just, you know, it's very hard when there's so much passion and, um, drive behind it to have like intelligent and loving conversations. So that's something that we've talked about and put it in the, the chat notes. If it's something that you'd be interested in locally here in Pittsburgh, um, we definitely want to put that together to help give people the tools that they need to have these conversations and to, to help people that might be in need. Yeah. And just from like my point of view, and I, I won't share the details because again, it's not my story to tell, but when you shared with me the details of what actually happened to you, when it came time to it, it was such a different experience and it was shocking and it was horrible. And I just felt so terrible for you. And it was such a difference from what you see in movies and on TV of like, it's just like a quick procedure and then you go on your way and it's like, it never happened. It, yeah. it sounded to me yeah. like it was a pretty traumatic experience and that it, you're still carrying it with you and that you're still mourning the loss of what would be an 18 year old child right now. And yeah. we, and you, and, and something that I think about too, is like the idea behind it was so that you could fulfill your career and finish your degree. And it's like, you could have, you know, you could have done that anyways. Right. And that, and you're living and you're still with my brother, who is the father of this child. Right. And I remember we became pregnant shortly afterwards with Michael and we didn't know yet that you'd been through this. And that was so difficult for you, I think for, yeah. to see, to see that. And, and for me to think about this 18 <laughs> year old uh niece or nephew that would be like Micah's buddy you know because Micah's like the oldest one who yeah. he's kind of like alone, alone. Everybody, yeah you know everybody else is like significantly younger than him in the cousin world so yeah so we would have had a son he would be 18 coming next year um and it's just it's so you got pregnant shortly thereafter and then a year later my sister got pregnant um so they're they're in this little group of three there's one missing and he was a real person and he um, was worthy of life. And um, it's just sad that, you know, entire generations been cut off 
Um, and that's happening to families all over the world. I mean, this is not something that is that is a um, you know random small occurrence. I mean, especially in the church, seventy percent of the women who have and go through abortions claim to be Christians. So these are people in our churches, and you know the the ministry that that I work with deeper still, you know, when I went through my retreat, I was the youngest participant. Most of the women that come to our retreats are 30, 40, 50 years sometimes um, ago was their abortion. So it's taken them their entire life to, to just come into this topic um, and to find healing and to, to talk to somebody who's willing to listen and not shout at them and, and to, to love them and give them the respect that they deserve. And um, to just share God's love with them and that he doesn't want anybody to remain in darkness. He doesn't want anybody to be just completely covered in their shame their whole life. He wants everyone to have freedom um, from this decision. And obviously we can't change it. Like I can't go back in time, but I can do in the here and now what honors God. And what honors God is to um, give my son a voice, to give him the dignity that he deserves now and to tell people about him and to think about the day that I get to see him again and um, to hopefully prevent other people from, from making the same decision. And, you know, something I did recently is I have this little necklace with all the birthstones of my children and I, and I ordered a new one and I put him on there and I put um, a, a second stone on there of a miscarriage that I had. And so like, these are these are signifying, you know, signifying the, the children in my life, you know, two of them in heaven, five of them here. And um, it's just a reminder that, you know, God has given us hearts to mother. And even if we don't mother our own kids, we can mother the kids around us. We can show love and nurturing to those around us. And that, um, you know, we have, we have a great purpose here and God wants to use it for his glory. Yeah. And I know that whenever I share my own pro-life posts, I am met with support, but I also am met with um, the opposite reaction. And mm -hmm. often it is filled from my viewpoint with a lot of misconception, a lot of assumptions and a lot of misinformation yeah. that unfortunately were fed because this is a very profitable industry. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some very powerful individuals or entities or they make a shit ton of money on on the profit of aborting babies mm -hmm. and so they have some very powerful propaganda that i mean god bless them on their pr that they've made it a women's <laughs> rights issues because that is something women can get behind but when you go and look behind the scenes it's actually a genocide issue yeah and it's it's just there's so much misinformation out there on what it means for a woman in a certain medical situation, what it means. Like there's the myth that if you have an ectopic pregnancy that then you can't. And it's like that doesn't it's not that's not the same thing. And no. um, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of assumption of I'm pro-life. And I'll share, you know, I became pregnant with my first son when I was in college and I was able to finish college and I was able to keep having babies with my husband and with mm -hmm. every baby that we have, we get yeah. to expand our business. We get to get even more beautiful houses. And it's not about that, but like our babies, if anything, ignite our success. Mm -hmm. And that's not what, where their worth is, yeah. but 
there's, you know, I get the misconception of, well, that was easy for you because you had supportive parents and you had, um, you know, it was not easy for you. You had a hard time. (laughs) I think I didn't tell my parents because think about it from Catholicism. We live, we grew up in a very conservative, which by the way, I was basically shut out of my own group of this nonprofit organization that we were a part of that was like our entire religious community. I was basically told you can no longer be a part of your group. You are, you know, and, you know, growing up with my dad working in the Vatican, my dad is a very welcoming, loving human being, but there was definitely a lot of judgment on his side and some hurtful things said. And my mom, of course, like right away was super loving, but she was shocked. She was like, I thought you weren't having sex till marriage. And I'm like, I guess I did. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was, you know, and my husband at the time, you know, he's such a good father now, but it took a long time. We talked about our marriage for him to be present in the, in the lives of our children, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. we start, I was living in my parents' house. And so I know that that's a much better situation a step up from certain situations where um, women have been raped or they it's, it's done against their will, or they feel like they have to choose the baby's life over their life. And that's why I'm so eager to have this conversation coming up with Heather that we will hopefully host because I'd love to get more educated on the facts of what's going on behind the scenes in the abortion industry. And um, I also know women that were raped and at the time they couldn't have an abortion because it wasn't legal and they were forced to uh, give up their children for adoption and they pined for those children and now I've, I know women who've reconnected decades later with their children that were, came from a, a rape situation and they are, have like the best mother daughter relationship that you could think of or mother son relationship, but that's not to devalue your feelings. If you've been through that, I haven't been through that. So I can't, I can't speak on it. Yeah. And that's why I'd love to get more educated on it. Yeah. I think that there's just there's so much information out there that is available, but it's kind of blocked by the traditional narrative of this is what's best for you. This is the easy fix. Um, and it's not easy. It's, it's not anything I would ever wish on my greatest enemy. It really isn't. Um, and I would love to, um, get together with like-minded people to be able to answer their questions about rape or about, you know, the, the misconception between miscarriage care and abortion, like it might medically look like the same procedure, but the heart behind it is different. We're, we're talking about children who tragically already passed versus creating the death of a child. Um, so it's just very different and it's very hard for people who are pro-life to find the kind of information that they need to have those conversations and to, to educate people about what, is really going on in the hearts and and, in the lives of real people. I mean, it's not just a talking point. These are real lives um, that we're talking about. And and it's hard for us to be vocal about it because we are met with a lot of adversity because the popular opinion in the media is that, um, you know, it's a pro-choice and women's rights issue. And I've had women that I, that I um, love and trust and, and, support and respect say some things to me about like then you're not for women and you're not for women's rights issues and I say to you what about the women that are on the the unborn women what about their lives and um and well, it's, it's, 
you're only you're only talking about women in one capacity then we're only talking about women who want to say continue their college career or that don't want to um give up their their job or and and there's there's so many more conversations that that can come out of this ripple effect like why why don't we have good maternity leaves like why is the foster care system a garbage mess like there's so much that like branches out from this that you know you could answer one person's question on you know say rape or miscarriage care or you know um whatever it might be, but then they're going to come up with another question and then they're going to yeah. come up with another question and there. And it's just like the snowball effect that really clams pro-life people up. Like, Oh gosh, right. I'm not prepared for this. Like it's just too overwhelming. And that's how that, I feel. all of those things, all of those things have credence. Like we live in a messed up world. Like everything seems messed up sometimes, but we can get one thing, right. We can say human beings have a right to live. They yeah. just do. And, um, we can, we can educate ourselves in how to talk to people about these things on a, in a loving way without shouting, without, you know, angry posters and protests and all of those things. And just talk to each, each other one-on-one in a human way and be vulnerable with one another, because we've all been through stuff. You know, one of the questions that I always hear is, I don't know how you ever could have done that. I'm like, oh, you've never been overwhelmed by something. Oh, okay. Then of course you wouldn't know what it's like, (laughs) you know, it's just, you know, people say things and they don't realize what they say. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's something that can be remedied. It can be something that can be um, healed. It, it, it is something that um, it's not, it's not over. It's not gone. It's not something that's too far out. Um, we can change hearts. We can, we can soften people's hearts. We can make each other help, you know, help each other see the humanity in one another and not just, you know, oh, you did that and you did that. So this is the consequence. And, you know, I've heard it all. I'm, you know, I'm a Christian who's done something fairly horrible and um, I've heard it all. So, but it, it, it gets to the point where it's like the only person that I am, um, I have to answer to is God. And I know what God's word says about me and about who I am and about his truth and his forgiveness. So I really don't care what other people think. Right. But it's taken me 18 years to get there. It takes a while. Share with you some comments, Heather. We've got Mandy. Hi, Mandy, saying thank you for your bravery to share. We really need better support for mothers who are unexpectedly pregnant. Through adoption, I'm helping my children face feeling unwanted, which was first experienced in the womb. So um, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Mandy. And we've got Tammy commenting as well. We will absolutely share the link to the store. Yeah, there was, uh, I, I will be updating the caption to this and be sharing the link to the store. Um, and I, awesome. and I, and to your point, Mandy, when, and yes, I had the blessing, like I had such generous parents that allowed me and my baby and my, uh, my then boyfriend, who's now my husband live in their house and they, you know, were phenomenal to allow that, but there are also tons of programs out there. And I'm not saying, that, you know, there's a certainly different beliefs about these programs, but I was working, I was going to school and I still didn't have enough money. So I was uh, taking advantage of programs like WIC, um, EBT, which, you know, are food stamps, cash assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there was a tons of programs that offered things to me like car seats and pack and plays and cribs and clothes. And uh, obviously again, I was 
in a de- different demographic than some of the situations that we talk about where someone literally has nothing. And so, yes, I had family who threw me a baby shower. So I don't want to, you know, make it out to be that it was worse than it was. But there are programs out there with uh, nonprofits and organizations that are happy to help you. If you are in a situation where you find yourself pregnant, you don't know how you're going to feed yourself, how you're going to feed your baby um, that will provide income, yeah. housing, yeah. food, clothes, yeah. cribs, pack and plays, um, free life insurance for you. Sorry, not life insurance, free health insurance for you and your baby, for you to get the proper care that you need up until uh, even postpartum care and the baby. So there are tons of programs out there that do exist to support you. If you are in a situation where you're pregnant and you don't know how you're going to take care of yourself, your baby. And that's why you're feeling like you need to make that choice. And this is all from a place of love and judgment. I mean, we have Heather here who who unfortunately made the choice, right? And she's still living with it and she's still, but um, so this isn't from a place of judgment of anyone who has been in that situation. But my, where it doesn't align for me is when I see people in the media acting like it's not a big deal or like having an abortion is this big heroic act that needs to be a ripple effect of all women having freedom because that's such a PR thing because this is a, I would, well, I mean, Heather, you would know the stats, multi-billion dollar industry. hundred percent. And the crazy thing is that, um, in America, there are more pregnancy resource centers than there are abortion clinics, but you wouldn't know that, um, because it it's, you know, when, when a young person gets pregnant or anybody really that, that doesn't feel prepared to, um, take on that life their, their first thought, their, their PR thought is, oh, I can go to an abortion clinic, but for every abortion clinic, there's multiple pregnancy resource centers that can provide those things that you were just talking about. Um, one of the, the organizations that I did, um, team sweatshirts for just this month, um, living alternatives in Illinois, they provide all of those things. They help with all of your pregnancy care. They can give you baby clothes and diapers and, um, ultrasounds and everything that you would need to, to, you know, dwindle that fear down of, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, and they do, they do, they show up and they do it. And those resources are out there. They're just as available to you and, um, as walking into a Planned Parenthood. Um, and the crazy thing is walking into a Planned Parenthood costs you money. Pregnancy resource centers don't cost you money. (laughs) Um, so there's resources there for you. Um, and just, you know, for people to know that you're not alone, you're not, you you might feel alone, but there are so many organizations out there filled with people like me, like Marta, um, who've walked through difficult situations and are there ready to help. Um, I think we live in a culture where we think we have to do everything on our own. Um, but we don't, um, there's communities of people who are willing to help. Um, whether you decide to keep a baby or put a baby up for adoption or whatever it might be. Um, there's hundreds and thousands of people who are willing to help and you're not alone. And you bring up the good point of adoption, um, and also brings up the argument of, uh, foster homes and foster children. And one of the main argue, you know, pushback that I get is what about all the children in the foster system? And what I say to you is, well, don't their lives matter because they're in the foster system. They weren't worth having. And I actually have somebody on my team who's our top web developer, who's a phenomenal entrepreneur, so talented. And she 
succumbed a significant amount of trauma and abuse from her own parents and ended up ultimately in the foster care system, home after home, after home, after home. And now she's a foster mom herself, who's a successful entrepreneur and uh, just so talented. And can yeah. you imagine who wasn't on earth? I, I, it's, it's crazy to me. I think ultimately, I- like it, it comes down to our situations don't determine our worth. Like yeah. what, what we lack in this life or what we're going through in this life don't determine our worth, our identity. They don't, they don't even speak into it. Um, I mean, we have worth because we are been created by a loving God and that is our worth. And he, he, no matter what you go through, he's going to work out his will and he's going to redeem the bad things. And he's going to walk you on the path of the good things. And it ultimately, you know, the different situations that we go through don't determine who we are like at our core level in our hearts. It doesn't say, oh, well, you've been in the foster care system. You're less than, or you're not worthy of this. Everyone's worthy of life. Everyone's worthy of a chance. And even, you know, your team member, her story has been redeemed. Like the things that she's gone through has, is being redeemed. It, you know, God is using her in the life of another child because of the situation that she went through. Like it all can be used for good. And, um, you know, you know, just to, you know, bring it all back, you know, I want, I wanted to create shirts that make it easier for me to have those conversations, to put messaging on my shirts that I align with, that I, that I agree with, um, and to, to spark conversations and to, um, you know, hopefully if, if people are interested, like we talked about having a sit down, um, like a Q and a kind of thing, just to prepare people for having these difficult conversations, please let us know if you would be interested in that. Yeah, we'd love to know because it's not exactly something we can promote because we also mm-hmm. don't want to come across as like these ultra Christian, super judgmental, you know, evangelists that, you know, are condemning the other viewpoint. It's not, it's, and it's also not meant to be a, a debate or a conversation of opposing forces. It's honestly meant to be for someone like me who is pro-life. I know that in my heart. I have some life experiences as to why I'm pro-life, but I don't have the facts to back it up. I have like very, you know, I've watched the documentaries and they're horrific, but I, I'm not ready with the information to stand by my God inspired beliefs. Right. And it's not just a belief, it's a truth. So that's what we're thinking yeah. of why we're thinking of putting it together. Well, Heather, obviously we could talk about this all day. Forever. <laughs> We've been on longer than we intended. Sorry. Uh, but- <laughs> What are you saying sorry for? I'm the one who keeps bringing up- I apologize about everything. (laughs) (laughs) No apologies. Um, So you guys will be sharing the link in the show notes. And um, also just so you guys know, none of the the brands that we named are actually sponsors of the show. Uh, Just needed to put that out there. We may or may- my process. That's all. (laughs) We may or may not include links, uh, affiliate links, but I'll talk to Heather about that. Uh, If not, you can just, you know, look up the companies that she mentioned. And the show is produced by Media, the creative agency. We are a marketing agency for holistic wellness and beauty experts who transform the lives of your ideal clients. And you just totally want to unleash your marketing. You don't want to deal with it anymore. You want someone like us to handle creating a store and your website and then promoting it too. Uh, but we mostly do deal with service-based um, professionals. So that's why I wanted to bring this to you because it's an added revenue stream that you could bring into your own uh, business. And um, 
as you know, I also love to help holistic entrepreneurs to build the foundations of your business for more profit, more peace, more time with your family uh, through my coaching services as well. So if you have any questions about that, just email us at info at mediacreativeagency.com. Bye everyone. Bye.